Alrighty, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with people with fungible faces and people who make fungible payments. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Paul. Let's get big factin', let's get no cappin', y'all already know what it is. What is this, like episode 150? Let's Come on, you guys know what it is, let's go. Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap No cap. Okay, Adrian, uh, during the uh, intro, you mentioned, what is this, episode 150? Y'all know what's going on. And it's not. It's actually episode 113. Oh. That does remind me of a great disappointment I had, that we didn't do angel numbers as our theme for episode 111. What are angel numbers? Is that a tattoo thing? I think a lot of people, like, give them a lot of meaning, so they do get them as tattoos, but it's any number that's, like, uh, three numbers repeating, a three-digit number where all three are repeating, so 111, 222, 333. Is it a Catholic thing, or is it, like, a... It's, like, an astrology girl thing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, they all, I think, let me Google it, because they do all have, like, different meanings, so I would have seen what 111 would have been. That would have been the paper uh, anniversary. Oh, 111 is intuition. That would have been our episode on trust your gut and listen to your heart. Ooh, trust your gut. That's actually kind of a fun theme. We should do that. You want to switch really quick and then also delete three episodes? That way this one's 111. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's perfect. Let's do it. 666 is reflect. It's time to wake up to your higher spiritual truths. What's 444? Protection. The universe and your spiritual guides are protecting you. Wrong. That's a Jay-Z album. Man, I got investments on all seven C's. Work my way up just to pay for Blue Ivy. I'm responsible and that's why I rap. I'm making money investing. Hey, yo, I'm Jay-Z. I'm gonna bring up Fred Hampton and then also fucking be a black capitalist. <laughs> Let's go. I can't believe you don't know about angel numbers, man. Come on, what are you, not swiping right on these art hoes on Tinder? Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know who in my life would introduce me to that. No cap. Oh yeah, we are recording on 9-11. Why didn't we make that the theme? I don't know, it's Pierce's birthday. Never forget. Hey, it's uh, Daniel's birthday. Never forget. Oh, shit. Perfect reminder to text them. Hey, Daniel, shit lib. Hope you have a good birthday. (laughs) Palestine flag emoji, Palestine flag emoji, send. (laughs) You do have an instinct for how I talk to people. (laughs) We've been doing this for too long. (laughs) Whereas, what was my happy birthday message to Pierce that I sent? You said, famously, today is your birthday. (laughs) I should have, that would have been funny. If he has, if he, I don't know if he's caught up yet, but he has yet to say anything about that controversy. (laughs) That controversy. No cap. I got shown some pictures of uh, bird sperm earlier this week. Oh, as you do. And apparently they're like twice as long as mammalian sperm on average. So like those those motherfuckers are long, bruh. <laughs> they are shooting ropes, bruh. <laughs> do they... Which is weird because they have less to travel because it's just cloaca to cloaca. Bloop, bloop, and then, you know, baby birds, but... Yeah, that feels... Well, first off, it's just like... I mean... Yeah, I, I guess I don't have anything to say about that. 
I mean, things get weird as you get into smaller territory. I think uh, Albert Einstein said that. Like, there are the flies where, like, based on body size, their testicles would Albert be like. Albert Einstein did say that. He was like, things are weird. Things are weird when you get small things. Yeah. Um, there's those flies where, like, if you do body to testicle ratio, their testes are, like, if we had the size of, like, basketballs <laughs> for our testicles. And their sperm is, like, the size of, like, I, don't, I can't remember what the, uh, ratio is, but it's ridiculous. How do you think they tell that fact to each other? They're like, you know, if our balls were the size of humans, you couldn't imagine how tiny they would be? Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. It'd be like our lifespan, am I right, folks? <laughs> come on. All right. No cap. You need me to round up or anything? Finished finished Mo. It was really good. Mm. If I remembered the name of that bar in Austin, I would tell people in case they went to Austin so they could go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was the theme or what was the what was the thing about it? Uh, it was like a Latin bar. Uh, it was like so. It was like a Roman bar. What's a Roman bar? Like everyone was speaking Latin, and it was all about Rome and like the empire and like. Oh, I get it. You're misunderstanding what type of Latin I meant. That's clever. That's cute. Let's make sure to keep that in the pod. Okay. Keep it in. Said it once. <laughs> That's real. Anyways, Mo, it was good? Yeah, it was good. Uh, my media roundup, I've got just two things. One, new season of Make Master. Back in town after the pandemic um, didn't allow them to have a finale to pick a winner in the last season. Both of those people are back, plus other people from previous seasons who are really good. So it's a really good season as like a comeback season because it's basically just like really like that level of competition is so high. It's not like every other season where it's like the first five, first four weeks are like just getting rid of the weak people. Like the person who I'm rooting for was in the bottom the first week. And like, I think that says a lot. Bob Jones is like crazy talented. So great university. Exact. Love that university. Uh, my sister almost matched with him on Tinder, except she didn't. So <laughs> wait, what? He's uh, he's based in Portland. Oh, oh, the ink guy, not the university guy. I was like, I'm pretty no, sure no, he's no. like a 90 year old conservative pastor. Yeah, but my sister was like, you know, he kind of cute, though. For a white boy, you got a cute though. <laughs> For a white boy, you got a cute though. And then on Thursday, I went to Oak Park's uh, Black Film Fest. Wait, wait, wait. Shout out to Moshe Kasher so I don't feel bad about leaving okay, that okay, in. There you go. <laughs> on Thursday, I went to my old neighborhood's uh, Oak Park's Black, Black Film Fest in Sacramento. Super fun. There was a The main feature was a 90-minute comedy film that was absolutely hilarious. If you can see the threesome anywhere when it comes to streaming or at a festival near you, definitely worth it. Uh, and then it was short films. It was a short film of Griff Davis made by his also, daughter. Also, if y'all can get laid with two people, like, if you can have Try a threesome, also, shout out to that. That's a great experience. Try it out, bro. It don't matter if it's a devil's threesome or, like, an angel's threesome. or I don't know what you call the other types of threesomes, but what is a threesome what that if it's all, all MDs? Damn, <laughs> we went for the same joke. Yeah, except I use the less, like, dehumanizing way of saying it. What if you're all they them? <laughs> It was like when you called Kamala Harris's child a they-them style person last episode. <laughs> Dude, you know I love the MP community. Don't even come at me with that. Um, you know they're number one in my heart. And then the other two short films were also like, they were both made by the same director and they were both Black Panther films. And man, they were just fucking based as hell. Like, Marshall and I were just looking at each other the whole time like, Dude, this shit's fucking dope. Just so cool. So, one was about a, a statue being made for Huey Newton and the other one was about a guy who was... Uh, one of the original Black Panthers in Sacramento. Also, apparently, the Black Panther headquarters in Sacramento was, like, five minutes away from where I used to live in Sacramento, like, by the post office. Um, 
But yeah, one of the original members who like goes around the world and collects and archives uh, stuff about the Black Panthers and has a whole like thing in his basement and his whole house is just like dedicated to um, housing and uh, preserving stuff about the Black Panthers. So shit, shit, shit's dope. It was cool. Cool. Uh, and that's it for me. You want to get into the theme of Runo? I do want to get into the theme of Runo. All right. We got a double for you guys today. So you're only paying regular price, but we got a double for you. It's like a drive-in movie theater. Not a drive through as we said with uh, Steve M. Punchable faces. Pinchable cheeks. There you go. Why combine them? Because they're kind of similar in a way. Don't you agree? Yeah. It's about the energy of a person's face. It's basically don't judge a book by its cover personified in the opposite direction where you absolutely should just judge a book by its cover. Do you think so? Do you think people with punchable faces are bad people? I don't think so. Maybe. I'll say this. When I was talking to Phil about the theme beforehand to prep, the first thing that came to mind, and I was like, it's not even because I disagree with them politically. It's just because there's like this correlation, but like white fratty conservative dudes and a specifically conservative politicians, just so many of them have punchable faces to me. And left wing people just really don't to me in in, in most cases. Mm. I think like think of Matt what? Gates. I, I like would, that's the first like thing that I thought. Of. I, I, I know what you mean. But I would like to see a controlled study on this because I think oh, that's double blind. Probably, uh, yeah, <laughs> you think people are looking think, at Bernie and they're like, oh, that little Jew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's probably observation bias. Well, I don't right? know because like, how many people of color have like punchable faces? To me, it's a real archetype of like white preppy dude that usually like I can't even think like, do punchable faces come in female form? Do people have a lot of like female examples of female like of women with punchable faces? It almost I'm feels like it's, think. like, taboo out of society to even, like, say that. And to the to the point where it also influences our thoughts where we don't really think of people like that. Femme presenting people like that. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was trying to think of a celebrity that has Think a of, like, a Candace face. Owens, like, in the same vein that I was saying. Like, she doesn't have a punchable face. No, I was trying to be, like, I was gonna say Charlamagne the guy. I was like, that's not Otis, though. He doesn't have a punchable face. Yeah, no, really, it's no. Because he sucks. So that's what I'm saying, is it's really, like, contained into, like, this very, like, white, preppy silver spoon rich oh people uh i was gonna say i went on the subreddit and what's his name the guy who was the head of the fcc during the uh oh the indian guy with the reese's cup or whatever yeah the guy who did all those memes he he became the face of the punchable faces subreddit yeah i guess what, like yeah. what was his name like uh can you say it with the accent yeah sure let me just figure out what it is i know who you're talking about he's the guy who like he it was about net neutrality right that guy yeah the net neutrality guy who uh Ooh, I don't know if I can say this with an a- a- accent. Ajit Pai. Ajit Varadaji Pai. I'm just happy that you tried. Yeah, you're right, you're right. There are certain instances like that. I'm sure there are probably like- but I don't think he actually has a very punchable face. He just kind of looks like has more. Man. He actually has more pinchable cheeks to me. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, he's got little pinchable cheeks. His smile is very off-putting. I'll, I'll say that he has an off-putting face. <sighs> I guess so. This is like that story I said about Jeff Sessions, uh, me saying that he looked like a Keebler elf and being kind of cute, and then everyone around me at the open mic was just like, oh, Adrian, he's a Trump supporter. You're not even allowed to say positive things about them. And I was like, like, really? Come on. <laughs> like, come on. I th- Yeah, I think a G-Pie had pinchable cheeks. You think he's cute? You trying to fuck? You trying to get his number? You trying to slide in them DMs? No, no. Boy can kind of, Indian boy can kind of get it, though? Nah. Brown boy can kind of get it, though? Oh, now that you say that. If he's a nav type. <laughs> um, but anyone else from, like, non-political spectrums? The other examples I have are also still, like, just straight white guys, so. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know what you're saying about Fratty. There's also, like, the, what's his name? The guy who played, like, the child king in Game of Thrones. There is, like... Oh, Jardinarian? Jardinar? Jardinair? What's his name? What? That's the uh, pickles that they put on Italian beef sandwiches. I can't I can't think of... I don't know Game of Thrones, but I know his name is something like King Jojobo. What are you fucking talking about? I know who you're talking about. The blonde kid, right? From Game of Thrones. Yeah. King Prince Jeff Joffrey. Oh, Joffrey. That's what it is. See, I knew it. what it was eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a bad guess to get. I got there. You did it. That's all I'm saying. And, and he kind of, even though he's British, he does give off the look of a kind of, uh, there is like that 18 year old stoner in a frat. He's like the other type of frat boy, maybe the mm. one who's a bit more likely to be a stoner sort of look. Gotcha. He's not a finance frat boy. He's like, uh, I'm a little bit artsier than the other frat boys frat boy. Mm, okay. And you want to punch that because you're like, hey, how dare you have multifaceted personality? <laughs> I, that's me, number one. Okay. You're like everyone has a box. Stick to the status quo. He's he's like the uh, he's like the druggy frat boy whose dad is a senator. Mm. I feel like we're still sticking in the same vein, though. I feel like we need to branch out. The other two I could think of off of like very quick um, analysis of my own biases: uh, food tube people. So two people, mm. uh, Ethan Klebowski, have nothing against him. He's a good cook. He teaches you how to cook good food and healthy food. Just the stupidest chipmunky, just stupid mustached face, and I just want to punch him whenever I see him. And then the other one's Adam Ragusia, who I have my roommate calls me out all the time for being too mean to that guy. But like, God, Adam Ragusia lives rough free in your head. Also, I'm going to go ahead and add a uh, home cook pro to that. I just don't like his mannerisms. I don't know who that guy is, but I could see him having a punchable face. Honestly, Joshua Weissman also kind of has a punchable face too, especially with his thumbnails and shit. And- Helps. Man, we're never gonna make it big on food tube. You know that's both of our second biggest dreams. Bro, oh no, I'd be coming out swinging like Internet Shack, who I love by the way. No, no punchable face there. I think he's a cute ass dude. <laughs> this is a uh, Internet Shaquille uh, stan account. <laughs> dude, shout out to Ants Barbecue, uh, a recent uh, YouTube food find that I've been enjoying. Oh, yeah, that guy's cool. The other thing with Ragusa, and I think this is off pod, but like I found out recently, one that he's not- Italian. What the fuck? Stinky. I know. I was like, what? You have a Nona or something? Um, I think I told you this over the phone. His degree as a journalism professor isn't even in journalism; it's in fucking music compositions. That's some Bill Nye shit. Um, but anyways, yeah. Anyone else from you from like in other other categories or anything? Or mm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm are you or are you just trying to like do your mustache? <laughs> <laughs> this is how I think. Some people touch their beards. I touch my mustache. Any like musicians or anything like that? Like John Mayer or something like that? Or a Johnny Depp? No, I think John Mayer actually gets way too much flack. Like he's 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 a cute dude. Mm. I mean, he doesn't like get the his, flack uh, from women, but I guess it's men who really just don't like him. I don't like his waiting on the world to change song. I feel like it's a really bad message. <laughs> yeah, that song should be take action that, that to song- change the world. After my revolution, that song is going to be banned because it has anti-R revolutions sentiment. <laughs> um, okay, anything about pinchable cheeks? That's more for children, right? Very rarely does an adult have pinchable cheeks. I think I have pinchable cheeks. Yeah, you do kind of. Hannibal Burris went from pinchable cheeks to- He went from pinchable cheeks to just like got too skinny and now is just kind of regular attractive now or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of upsetting. Um, I was- 
called a rose or a peach child growing up because apparently that's a southern term for uh, kids with rosy cheeks. So not only did I have the pinchable cheeks, but I also had like the like, you know, really flushed red cheeks. So not just the queer version of an indigo child. <laughs> What's an indigo child? Parents in the 90s who thought that their kids uh, were part of a new generation of like children with superpowers. What? Yeah. <laughs> what is, is this a comic book? What is this? No, there's a real, like, it's, it was just a movement. It was like 60 minutes. Who are these new indigo children that are being born? Mm. It's like a thing where a lot of parents thought they were having children with, like, I don't know, supernatural abilities. No, this was just people who were Southern would tell me, my grandma, if she saw you, she'd call you a peach child and she'd pinch your cheeks. Oh, I think you said rose child for some reason. I said, I guess you said rosy. Yeah, I think I also might have misspoken and said rose child at first. I said Rothschild at first. <laughs> <laughs> I was a Rothschild. Yeah, it's mostly for babies. Uh, one thing that help what will help me uh inter- introduce my column is that it's apparently cuteness aggression is the the psychological term for it. So, I mean, you can think of the really famous joke from the first Despicable Me movie, where the little kid gets a laugh because she like likes the unicorn that she gets, and she's like, "It's so fluffy, I want to die" or whatever. Like, it's literally just like our response neurologically to cuteness is just to be like weirdly playfully aggressive towards it um mm. for some reason it's like whenever you see something that's so cute you just have to kind of like get at it a little bit in a slightly aggressive way and i don't know what the i didn't read about what the mechanism was or something maybe it's something really horrific and evolutionary like when lions kill the the cubs of other lions but when they take over a, a pack but uh or pride but like i don't know well, I don't know about that. That sounds dark, but it does always get a laugh in a movie whenever, like, somebody is so evil that they, like, kick a small puppy really far, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's something that's like, oh, that's so bad. But I guess that's kind of different than what you're saying. Yeah, this is more of, like, an everyday type of, like, banal, like, it's just one of our hardwired responses to cuteness is just kind of being like, ah, it's so cute, I kind of want to just smush it until, like, it doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know, man. It feels like I can't think of any other examples other than the pinch cheek and the, like, so cute I want to die. Are there any other examples of that? I'm not sure that resonates with me so much. Yeah, but you're a heartless being, you know? <laughs> like I'm a heartless being for not committing violence towards <laughs> cute things. Yeah, exactly, you know? I don't know. It's also, like, the other the other thing people will do, though, is they'll be like, oh, you're so cute, I just want to eat you. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> like, they'll start to pretend to eat the child or whatever, and it's like, I, I can see what the conservatives are talking about, <laughs> We're killing our children. All right. I think we're good on that. Do you want to get into articles? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. We, we split the articles. So my article is about punchable faces. Yep. So I brought in an article from better BeBetterStupid.com, the personal blog for a media personality named Will Penny. Uh, Will The Will Penny? <laughs> the Will Penny. Damn. So his about me page, hi, I'm Will. I live with my wife and four pound chihuahuas in Los Angeles. I like basketball food and using dick jokes to give you a new perspective on life. I have the occasional generalized anxiety, constant crippling self-awareness, and a worse attention span than my chihuahua. So the imaginary you I just made up is totally right. I'm not the most conventionally qualified to you to give you life advice. I don't have a lot of friends or money. I don't have my dream job. And well, I'm responsible for these articles. Plus, I can't ride a bike, eat iceberg lettuce, or read anything for more than 20 seconds at a time. I've got plenty of my own problems. I'm a mess just like you. The being able to read for 20 seconds at a time seems like it's the only real disqualifier for the job. Also, every time I give advice, my head explodes. That's the other <laughs> thing that makes this very hard. That's for also me. one of my quirks. 
So this one doesn't actually have anything to do with punching faces, but it gets at the idea of sometimes you just really fucking hate a person. Sure. That's kind of what mine are like, too. Yeah, mine's kind of a vibe thing. And Will Penny also seemed to get that energy from this article because he tagged it with a photo of Martin Shkreli, the, like, most famous Yeah. Other than uh, Ajit Pai, probably the oh, second Oh, we didn't even talk about that, about, like, billionaires and, like, face. those, like, punchable faces, like, just real rich people, not even just, like, everyday rich people. So, this is from July 2017, the Be Better Stupid advice column. Mm-hmm. I finally found something stupid enough to send you. My cousin, freshman in high school, says it's lit constantly, and I find myself wanting to throw shit at him. Your cousin's Playboy Cardi? Like, I know it sounds dumb, but I can't help it. The phrase is like nails on a chalkboard to me, and it brings up all these feelings of aggression in me, and I can't seem to get it to go away. What do I do? That's it? That's the yeah. punchable face? <laughs> yeah. Um, is her nephew? Cousin. How often are you seeing your cousin that you have to deal with this? No, like her cousin, like her friend. She's like, what's up, cuz? What's up, cuz? Like, what's up, cuz, Lightyear? <laughs> You know, I've had this before, actually. I've had friends who, like, adopted kind of verbal quirks that were a little bit annoying. And I think the probable answer is that they're gonna... Yeah, what's your advice to Reno to people who say annoying Reno things? No, I like that one. Um, <laughs> I think they're gonna they're gonna go through that phase, and they're, it's not gonna be too long. So I don't know. No one's gonna have that for life. No one's gonna be an 80-year-old saying it's lit. I think the very sitcom advice, like, this is how they would handle it in like, I don't know, according to Jim or something, mm-hmm. is if the blame parents start to say it, it's supposed to ruin it for uh, the child. the old Spongebob uh, way to do it. That happens in Spongebob? Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Squidward Krabs starts, starts say- Mr. Say- Krabs starts saying it, and so Pearl doesn't want to say it anymore. No cap. This high school freshman keeps saying, it's lit. Yeah, kids are going to do stuff like that. I don't know. I, I don't... I imagine it's worse for their parents than it is for you. Like, maybe just count yourself lucky and just wait for them to get over it. Back when I used to go to the office in person. Are you doing the BoJack uh, ending theme? Back when I used to work in person at the office. (laughs) Call Adrian Rubber Band Man because that one was a stretch. Uh (laughs) That's why they call me Reaches Christ and Reaches Philbin. (laughs) But back when I used to go into the office... One of the people my age got on a new team, and he was sitting, and that team sat next close to where I was sitting. I would always overhear their conversations, and he had a verbal tick. Our age, so at the time we were like 23. That's a little bit late for verbal ticks, or at least, I mean, we have a lot of verbal ticks. We talked about this. This is a little bit more of like a catchphrase type thing, but go on with your story. It was kind of his catchphrase. He would yeah, say it all yeah. the time. Uh, that's, what, that's what I was getting at with like younger kids, is younger kids sometimes really try and try out to get like a catchphrase going. His thing was calling anybody, even very casual acquaintances, my boy. I hope he doesn't do that to, like, a black person. <laughs> Somebody would be like, oh, we need to get this to Dennis in accounting. And he would be like, oh, yeah, I can get it to him. He's my boy. It's mm. just like any, everybody was my boy. Like, mm. uh, oh, yeah, my boy knows a guy who can, uh, you know, me and my boys were out last weekend. Mm. My boy took me to a cool new restaurant. Everybody was my boy. And it's just like his boss started saying it about people to him was like, a condescending smirk. Can you send this over to your boy? <laughs> that was kind of the uh, energy whiz, which it, that it got adopted by the rest of the team was definitely just like, why don't you go talk to your boy about it? Damn, that's gotta hurt. That's gotta hoit. <laughs> that's gotta hurt. That's gotta hoit. 
that that hurts. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. I guess that's one way to get it out of it, out of the situation. I I don't feel like he was that bothered by it because I think they had a good relationship, but maybe you could use it for this teenager. You just got to keep saying it's lit ironically about everything. Yeah, to the point yeah. where you've watered down you a know, tuning. It is. The first thing that I thought about was one of my um, acquaintances. I'm going to distance myself from that person. One of my acquaintances who um, was making fun of his undergrads because he was like, have you heard this thing that like kids are saying now where they're like, they're saying that something's fire if it's cool? And I was like, yeah, that's like not that new. Like that's pretty old. And he was like, I don't get it. They're always saying it. And it's like, I was like, it's not, there's nothing to get. Like, it's just a slang word. Like, I don't know. Kids are going to say them and then they're going to move on to the next one. He's like, I just don't get it. And I was like, why are you so upset about this? <laughs> like, it'll be fine. It's going to be okay. I was, yeah. I was going to say like, was he going to do like a Jordan Peterson thing or like some sort of like weird thing where he's like, yeah, but it's just like, what does it mean? Like they want to destroy and consume anything that they like. Like, what does it say about our culture that that's Young good to be? these days. I think about fire <laughs> yeah i think uh yeah that guy was chuggy as hell you know what i mean chuggy yeah <laughs> what do the kids say about things they don't like now so this is different though than like not understanding it right because like she understands what it it's lit means right is that is that said yeah. in the question yeah i get that energy that she does get what it means through context at least every time she's like okay hold on let me figure this out so like eating your vegetables it's not lit getting a blow job that's lit and he's and she's like okay i'm thinking i'm piecing this together i think i know what this means <laughs> he's she's like doing your homework not lit <laughs> playing Fortnite, not wait no you guys like play that's lit okay i get it now mm-hmm. i'm getting there and then at one point there's a fire in the kitchen he's going around being like it's lit it's lit and everyone's <laughs> like yeah, bro we don't care anymore fuck off go die somewhere <laughs> she's like simping now that's lit. Not not, not lit, lit. Not lit. I knew that one. I knew that one. It's not. She's lit. using that's it to further say. figure out the other uh, <laughs> slang words. Because I had to explain what simping was to another grad student last night. <laughs> Adrian, is ninety percent of your time in grad school explaining to other grads? Ninety percent of my uh, time in grad school is explaining to white grad students AAVE words. <laughs> They're like, I don't understand. What does it mean to spin the block? Like, are you playing Rubik's Cubes or what are you doing? Remember when this show first came out, our podcast, and TikTok had it made no cap, something that people knew about yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like every time we told somebody, we'd have to explain what no cap meant. It was like episode 80, but my friend Charlie was like, I love the podcast, still don't know what no cap means, and I don't really get what you guys do at the end. definitely something i remember basically nobody knew what it meant and now people seem to generally know what it means so we really we were on the forefront of that wave i think that's what we're doing with a lot of things is just dragging people along with us that's sus bro yeah oh yeah i guess we are getting older so there's a lot of stuff that i don't know anything about but you know who knows i mean i remember when i was going crazy over um what was it uh visco girls uh hydro flask and which like all three of those i was like I'm I'm not understanding any of this. I, don't I think Visco Girls has died. Oh, that's that's done. But like at the moment, I was like, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't think I've ever heard of. Oh, it was the thing that they would say in response to people that meant that they were like typing really quickly, like like angry responses. I don't know. I I really don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I also never understood why there was a hegemony of Hydro Flask. No, that definitely died out. Whenever uh, the New York Times wrote that article about how people are overhydrated nowadays. Mm. Ones that I hear recently that, like, actually freak me out are the ones like Chuggy. 
where chuggy yeah yeah chuggy where i'm like ooh, don't like i guess i've googled it so now i know what it means but i was not around facebook mom aesthetic or whatever like yeah yeah, I was not around for the formation of that word. You weren't there to shape it and vote on it? Exactly. Like, I feel like I was not It was unde- It was undemocratically culture. made without me. <laughs> I feel like I wasn't part of the culture that birthed it, so I do feel like an old man being like, yes, yes, carry on. So chooky. Exactly. So what to do about your cousin who says it's lit all the time? Yeah, just start to steal it. Start using it as your own. Yeah. Start doing carrot top style bits where you always carry around a lighter and whenever he says it, just light it up. Yeah, yeah. Nothing is less cool nowadays than visual comedy. And then do my favorite bit, which my friends are so done with, which is whenever we go to Sophia's and I get a fancy cocktail like I always do, and you get a paper straw, and you blow into your drinks, the bubbles are going, and then you light a lighter next to it so it looks like you're hitting a bong, and then you just (laughs) take it in and you go, (laughs) you want to hit this? (laughs) And they're like, Adrian, please stop doing the same bit over and over again. (laughs) we're tired of it i'm like it still makes me laugh baby come on now (laughs) i'm gonna start doing that it's so it's so funny it's a phil bit too because phil used to do that uh in undergrad with stuff i just i love that joke so much okay i think we might have more to say about the advice it's kind of long and uh he peppers in comedy and a little bit more detail than the more lazy advice column so let's start reading it all right sounds good to me i mean yes it does sound incredibly dumb It sounds amazingly incomprehensibly what the fuck is your problem level dumb. But also, I I was was, going to do ad libs throughout his answer just to make it even. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I did mute you doing gunshot sounds during when I was reading my advice last week. And it's only because your gunshot sounds kind of sounded like a fart. I was like, I don't know if that (laughs) comes through. (laughs) You're like, I think you were trying to do like a, but it came out more. That part of that advice was so good, I'm going to let out a squeaker. (laughs) But also, I totally get it. I think plenty of people have littler verbal tics. Phrases that others use, and even just faces that drive us up a wall. It often doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. Even if Martin Shkreli was a saint, most people would still beat the shit out of him because come on. How can you not? And you posted the image of Martin Shkreli. For me personally, my pet peeve is anytime someone says, I'm back, in that awful sing-songy, supposed-to-be-ominous, but really just insufferable way. I'm trying to think, what is he saying? I'm back. Okay, interesting. I don't know if I really resonate with I don't know. That. that was my best guess. Either that, my and, we back. We back. and we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. Uh. It makes my skin crawl and makes me want to punch a baby just thinking about it. Ooh. Oh, okay. None of this is to say that feeling that way or act- acting on feeling this way is okay. Just because it's common doesn't mean it's cool. It sucks. It's an incredibly dumb way to feel. But where does acknowledging that that's dumb get us? Nowhere. It accomplishes nothing. It certainly doesn't change the way we feel. It doesn't make you feel less like throwing rocks at your cousin. In fact, this is even more of a problem because the usual solution to life's problems, talking it out, doesn't help here. It doesn't matter how calm or respectful you are. Asking someone to stop saying a phrase because it irritates you for no good reason makes you sound like a psychopath. It doesn't matter how politely you say it. That's actually interesting advice because I think 99% of advice columns have the answer of you should talk to your person of conflict. I've done this before. I, I had a, a, a next door neighbor who had a verbal tick that was really annoying to me uh, when we were in like 
eighth grade, sixth grade. He was a couple years younger than me. And I literally just like sat him down and told me like, it's annoying when you do that. Please stop doing that. And he literally in his response to me telling him not to do that, used the verbal tick. And I was like, hey, I don't think this is getting anywhere. I think, <laughs> I think this that is, is kind great. of ridiculous. Why were you trying to sit somebody down and tell them to talk different? I was like, hey, yo, you talk different, but I want you to like talk different on the battle rap field. You know what I mean? <laughs> Adrian was telling other kids to pull up their pants. He was just a little stickler. Mm. What he's saying here, it kind of reminds me of an ex I had who got upset at me for snoring. And it was like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. I really have no. Oh, yeah. Or when someone that someone got upset with me about a verbal tick of um, apparently it's maybe a southern thing. But I say whenever a lot of times when you're supposed to say when in a sentence and um. There were literally times where she would bring it up and I was like, all right, I might just go to my car and leave. Like, I'm so tired of her, like, bringing this up. Getting annoyed at another human for something that they're clearly not consciously choosing is a very odd choice. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like, where is either of us going to get from this other than kind of disliking each other? Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Part. Okay, so this part, he's like quoting what you might potentially say just to kind of get us back into Mm -hmm. the uh, answer. Excuse me. Pardon me. Yes. Hi. Could you stop saying... That's what I'm talking about. I don't mean to be rude, but it. Oh makes my me god! Want to bash that, my hold on, sorry. I don't want to interrupt this again. But speaking of battle rap, as I said before, Smack, the host of every single battle rap event for URL, says, "You know what I'm saying?" At the end of every fucking sentence, and so every time Phil and I watch it together, it's like, why is Smack so concerned with whether or not people understand what he's saying? Because like every single line is like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like i mean i remember listening to a j-rock interview where he was doing the same thing but with one word not saying i guess so it's also what they give the uh pimp in south park the same verbal tick um where putter butters is like mean not mean he was saying not mean after every sentence i was like dude i do know what you mean but please (laughs) yeah exactly butters was like yes sir i understand what you mean but what was i gonna say i have noticed editing this podcast and it started to annoy me a lot that me and you both have, I don't know who started it, why we share this verbal tick, who's taken it from who, but we say my thing about. My thing about oranges is that like, oh, that, you can't that, really compare them to apples. I think that might be my thing. <laughs> I might have introduced that into the pod. My thing about cars, they're like on four wheels and you drive them from point A to point B. My thing about the internet is I feel like it really revolutionized the way we communicate. My thing about cream cheese is I think it should go on the inside of the bagel, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I don't realize it when we're talking to each other. And yeah, then I don't go know. to edit the pod and I'm like, my thing, I'm like, Jesus Christ, shut up about your two things about <laughs> it. I'm like getting pissed at us. <laughs> See, you, uh, going back into the advice. See, you sound like a lunatic. So what should you do? Sorry, this sucks. But you have one solution here. Get used to it. Kill Grin and bear it. Except that the phrase is out there and eventually it won't bother you so much. The good news is that this isn't a cop-out. It's an actual solution that can help you, and it works beyond your annoying cousin repeating insufferable phrases ad nauseum. This goes for all irritating things in life. Things that are actually painful or damaging are their own problems, but anything that's merely annoying is something that you can assimilate to. You can get used to it because it's not actually hurting you, it's not attacking you, and it doesn't really have any important impact on your life. Remember that it doesn't really matter and that it's therefore worth accepting. So stop internally fighting. Accept it's lit into your life. Every time you hear it, say it to yourself. Yep, that's something people say and I can live with this. At first, you won't believe it, but eventually you will. And eventually you will feel less like murdering your family. And that's generally a positive emotion to have. And that's lit. Oh, God, man, that advice was good. Yeah, that was that actually, advice yeah, was pretty the opposite solid. of Chugi. 
Yeah, Cheggy. All right. Uh, so for my half, we are going to do the Sarasota Herald Tribune. Uh, this is written by their staff writer, no identifiable person. Uh, just the general idea of one of their staff writers. Should I be worried? And again, this is going back to the idea of cute aggression as a psychological phenomenon. Should I be worried about aggression in my four-year-old? All right, question. I am seeing some signs of aggression in my four-year-old that worry me. His father has anger issues. Parentheses, we are no longer together. Close parentheses. And I wonder if it's too early to start worrying about this. Some of my friends say I'm overreacting, but they don't see what I see. And I wonder if they're just being nice. That's the question. Um, wow, we really absolutely need more details. If they see the anger of their father in their four-year-old son, which did you do? Didn't you say Michael Eason just called you? I mean, we have a child psychologist on the line. <laughs> I don't think he's on the line. I think he's probably asleep right now with like a Arby's hamburger in his <laughs> belly. <laughs> you know him too well. So this is about cute aggression, because this is an adorable little kid being real aggressive. Have you ever seen the movie We Need to Talk About Kevin? I haven't. Okay, well, it's about exactly this. If you assume your child is a bad seed who's going to grow up to be a violent murderer, you're going to raise them into a violent murderer. Oh, okay. Is that a movie where they, like, split the timeline and show what would have happened if he was parented more compassionately? No, but they do split the timeline in that, like, it's a flashback movie, so you see him being raised and also the school shooting he's currently committed. Oof, that is a that is a rough movie. Oh yeah, no, it's very tragic. It's very. Uh, is this different than the movie you told me about, where the kid like shoots up the school using a bow and arrow or something? No, same movie. We need to talk about Kevin. Also, uh, the dad in that movie, John C. Riley, and one of the most like, why would you really? trick people into thinking this is a comedy? <laughs> Walk hard, hard. <laughs> he's a, he's a dramatic actor. He does a uh, Moulin Rouge or whatever that other one is. No, he's done a couple dramatic roles, but in my mind, it always feels. Yeah, no, it's one of those movies that it's free to watch on Tubi. It's a, I mean, you might like it. You like psychological sort of movies. Uh, I guess. Seems a little. It is grim. It is grim. It's really got like that Ari Aster sort of energy where you're like kind of cringing from how. Oh, okay. Yeah, then maybe. Tough it is. I think for me, it's like, it's four years old. Like that's young enough that I think you can, no matter what their nature side of things is, I think you can get enough nurturing in from four years old. But who knows? Maybe it's like a, um... Yeah, that's what I mean. That That's why you can't start treating them like a bad seed. You need to, uh, a few... Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Just don't traumatize the kid. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's one of the uh, through lines from last podcast on the left is, like, it's not always true, but in, like, 90% of cases with serial killers, there's, like, some kind of sexual trauma or something in their youth that, like, mm. apparently triggers whatever they go on to do in life. So just, like, don't diddle him. Uh, don't take him to Catholic school. Don't, uh... You know what? I would say that even even if he wasn't potentially a violent psychopath, I don't, don't diddle any children. That's good. That's good advice, Paul. I'll yeah. say that. I'll say that right now. I don't know. I don't know. I guess aggression in general is a, like a heritable trait to some extent. So like, I don't think it's completely wrong to be like, his father's really aggressive. He might turn on aggressive. I think it's about teaching your sure. child like proper strategies for, for coping with these. Uh, I was going to say, but in the world we live in, there's just so many factors. It's really not like lions in the wild. And there's so many ways for like how complex we are socially for aggression 
to manifest that it's kind of hard to say that somebody who was explicitly violently aggressive had like some sort of specific genetic reason to be than somebody else who just happened to be like violent in the business world or somebody who was a killer on the killer, <laughs> on, killer the on the dance floor <laughs> yeah you know what i mean there's a uh, lot of ways <laughs> i don't know maybe his father was that guy who got the metal pipe like right into the brain that like destroyed his uh, frontal orbital lobe and so he became aggressive like maybe there's nothing genetic about it who knows it could just be that uh yeah we're much more complex social creatures than his dad was raised in one of those homes where there was lead in the paint and so like he just became more aggressive because that fucked him up which was a huge thing for people around this time so yeah yeah and i get what you're saying i i can see why there is an inclination for people based on their education to always be like oh well like he's always really anxious and like his dad was really anxious so like i can see where he gets it from is that's always the easiest way to attribute uh things like that it's not a it's not a fate though it's not a destiny thing you know the jails that they had all the members of the black lotus the white lotus no because the white lotus was the the red lotus all the different jails the white lotus were the good guys the white lotus were the good guys what does that say about our understanding of race and society? I don't know. I feel like I need a video essay to break this down for me. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> like Lindsay five Ellis to six to come hours. Back this one. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! After what she said about Avatar: That Last Airbender being like Ray, I don't Ooh, think she needs to boy. make any. <laughs> Maybe she's not the one for the job. Okay, you're right. You're right. Um, I'll take Jenny Nicholson. <laughs> But I think all the jails that they had for those people might be a good solution for this four-year-old boy, like the uh, Air Temple Jail, where once a week you get a package of food and otherwise you just have to live in the cell at the top of a mountain. Or maybe they get uh, in an ice cave. She was strapped up in chains in an ice cave, right? That was how they mm-hmm. captured the girl. Um, and I don't remember the last It was very guy. impractical as to like how you... Uh... Uh, the water girl was kept in a lava like volcano. Okay, yeah. Redundant, a lava volcano. And then the earth guy, his issue is that he would need to be in the air, right? Because no, not near any earth. How did they keep him? Well, he wasn't a metal bender. And so maybe he was... I don't know. They were all very extreme, like, just yeah. meant to show how ridiculously powerful they were. But like... Yeah. So this four-year-old child, you should probably just go ahead and arrest him in some sort of cell like that. Yeah, scare him straight. Yeah. Well, no, you should keep him there for life. I don't know if he can be trusted around people. Okay, that's true. Don't try and scare him straight. Well, maybe try and scare him straight once, and then when you see that he, like, uses a uh, magnifying glass to kill ants, <laughs> then you, like, just send him to jail. Were you ever told off as a child for some sort of behavior like that from, like, a parent who made it seem... I remember kind of being traumatized by a teacher who told me that picking the bark off tree was like if somebody was pinching me, and then she showed me what it was like by pinching me. Wait, what? And I was you had like... pinchable cheeks? <laughs> no, no, she pinched my arm because she was trying to show me about how I shouldn't uh, take bark off a tree because I was hurting another creature. And she was like, you know, sometimes teenagers will like carve their name into a tree. Let me show you what that feels like <laughs> so you don't ever do that. <laughs> I know. In retrospect, I'm like, oh, she was insane. But at the time, I was like, man, what I did was evil. Man. Shouldn't have done that, honey. <laughs> Oh, and we did also used to throw uh, spiders into uh, uh, ant colonies and watch all the ants attack the spider. Oh, damn. That's metal as hell. Yeah, me and my neighbor used to do that. I used to um, salt slugs because I had heard about that as a thing. And I was more interested in it as a chemical reaction more than like a abusing animal type thing. But yeah, that was uh, that was one that I definitely did. Really? You psychopath. 
I know, right? What else did I fucking Did do? we have any animal eaters at our school? I don't remember a kid eating worms. Animal eaters? I think we all ate animals. Oh, uh, well, you know what I mean, like, uh, insect eaters, because I feel like it's a stereotype that a weird kid will eat a lot, like, an earthworm or, or something. Just, like, eat dirt or something like that? Yeah. But I don't remember explicitly anybody. Ooh, that. that's a good question. Do you know anybody, like, where you have it? I feel like you don't really know where people ended up, but do you have, like, a confirmed... I knew this kid was weird from a young age in kindergarten or something, and he ended up being a weird dude, like, in adulthood. A weird dude with a two. What happened to... Oh, shit. That's a throwback. I have no idea what that dude's doing now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So, I think um, four years old is kind of, like, just, like, I don't know. Toddlers are hard to deal with. They're kind of pissy anyways, right? Four is starting a to leave late. toddler. That's a starting late, to leave toddler like, age. But yeah, yeah. There, there's kids that punch. Like, that. that's just like a thing they do. They just like punch people. <laughs> they just one bit punch man people. <laughs> Why solve problem with words when fists do fine? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some kids who are biters. Like, it's just a known thing that some kids are just like, they, like, right? Their brains haven't They developed don't know how yet. to express themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> use your words and they're like, nah, I'd rather use these. Pow, pow. <laughs> Also, the problem, I think one of the problems is that little kids are incapable of really hurting adults. So sometimes I think kids the are repercussions. Like, yeah, they're they're yeah. they're not correctly taught that what they're doing is shitty because people find it funny that the little kid will like hit them and they won't like make it clear like, hey, you shouldn't really do this. Mm-hmm. So a toddler will not get the negative reaction. Maybe they should at a super young age. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, imagine, if a two-year-old hate you, you're not likely to be like, hey, young man, that's not how you talk to people. Oh, no, I punch him back. <laughs> you're more likely to, like, laugh and be like, aw, cute. Mm-hmm. Her friends say that they don't see what she sees in her kid. Yeah, but she sees him as a little menace at home. This is one where you really need more detail. She could just be yeah. a freak who's like, sometimes he cries instead of going to bed on his bedtime. Mm. Or it could There's be- There's a reason she's single. Or it could be that he's standing above her bed with a knife for hours every time she wakes up. <laughs> I'm starting to suspect something. <laughs> <laughs> there's really, like, there's gradients here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send him to live with his dad so he learns the way of the blade. Yes, if his dad, if his dad was super violent, and that's nature giving him the violence, you have to go really extreme with the nurture. And have him be raised by who's the most peaceful person in the world? Um, Greta Thunberg. A monk. A monk. <laughs> Greta Thunberg, a monk. <laughs> and Chris Rock. And Chris Rock. <laughs> the, Even when he gets slapped, he just turns the other cheek. <laughs> he just turns the other cheek and goes, A G.I. Jane joke? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to accept your apology. <laughs> Also, why not do that thing where, like, you just channel it into something healthy? Like, you teach him how to play drums from a young age, and he just, like, all of his aggression just goes into playing drums. He becomes, like, a really cool Neil Peart, like, 36-piece drum kit type dude. Oh, or you teach him to only murder other murderers. Oh, a Dexter type shit. Oh my god, Dexter this kid, bro. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Dexter this kid. You're gonna get two shows on Showtime, bro. (laughs) And the second one? I watched the first episode. Pretty good. Like, not bad. <laughs> Wait, wh- how did they bring him back? Because didn't the other series end with him, like, in a- Alaska or something? Living it up? In, yeah, yeah. And it starts with him just living in a small town and everyone knows his name. He's hanging out. Everyone knows him. Is he Dexter? Uh, the- is that, he still is going no, 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 Dexter? No, no, no. He's a different guy. He's a different oh. guy. 
And the police pulls him over. It's the first scare of the uh, show. And it turns out he's dating the cop. So he fucks her in the car <laughs> until she uh, needs a, to go to her next call. Um, and then it does that thing that Dexter always did where, like, they really try and make it black and white about who the good guys and bad guys are, despite Dexter being morally ambiguous. So, like, the person that he first kills after so many years of not killing anybody is this rich kid who Dexter works at a gun store. And he's trying to, like, get a gun. And he's like, oh, yeah, cool. It's just a 36-hour, like, background check. And he's like, I don't think you know who my father is. <laughs> like, I'm a rich kid. Give me the gun now so I can commit this murder I'm going to commit. I've already committed others. <laughs> and Dexter's like, oh, I, this guy's getting on my nerve. I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> it's such fucking bad Wait, writing. But it's still a fun show. <laughs> why is Dexter, somebody who's trying not to murder people or get into any more trouble, de- deciding that he needs that's to be the, a- That's the gatekeeping. That's the gatekeeping. <laughs> he needs to be in a relationship with a cop and then also that he needs to work at a gun store this is that's 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 the pinpoint for gatekeeping what an incredible choice to set yourself up for more classic dexter hijinks and i feel like he should have known that and not made those choices i mean i think the teaser for the next episode was that like his son finds him after all these years but I don't know. Who knows where that show goes, dude? Did did they hint at, like... But, like, also, like, they're going to their regular bar, and that rich kid is in town, so he's just going around, like, sexually molesting people, <laughs> and Dexter's like, I don't like this guy. He's a rude dude with a toot, and someone needs to stop him. <laughs> this kid is just going around going, damn, if I died right now, that would be a moral benefit for society. <laughs> Comically, the worst person, like, you could literally ever meet in life. I was gonna say, did and, they and try... the audience to- is like, should he kill him or not? Is it just... <laughs> Uh, did they try to do a thing where it was like he was hunting animals to get out his bloodlust, but that was getting like it wasn't working anymore? Like, oh, killing a deer doesn't oh, do it anymore since he was like in a rural actually, area. I think something I forgot about the uh, episode that is correct. Yeah, I think he does do that. That feels That's why like he's a in the gun no shop. He's really in the uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, should we read this answer? Well, I want you to do more bits as this uh, stuck up punk kid. <laughs> Who boy, you think I'm bad now, but if I died now, it'd be a net benefit for society. Can you imagine when I become a senator and I can get away with even more evil? It's actually Dexter's son, and he keeps going around town being like, do you know who my father is? But because he's so smug, no one can tell he's just genuinely asking. He's like, I heard he lived in this town. Like, do you know who my father is? Because he has a British accent. Everybody's just My name is Pierce Morgan. Do you know anyone with the last name Morgan here? Why is this man a villain? (laughs) Alright, answer. Alright, here we go. You might be overreacting. It's hard to know. Some kids go through developmentally normal pushy phases that soon work themselves out. Other times, today's preschool shoving turns to tomorrow's out-of-control punching. But the penalty for overreacting is a lot milder than the penalty for underreacting when it comes to aggressive and perhaps violent behavior in young children. Talk with his pediatrician out of his earshot and get the name of a behavioral specialist, hopefully a psychologist with whom she can get a, con- a consult. I like how they made sure to say, like, do it out of earshot so the kid's not like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you want me to get behavioral therapy, I'm going to fucking stab you. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I think more so the kid isn't like, wait, I'm a bad apple. Oh, no. I'm going to get stabby. I'm going to get stabby. I'm getting stabby. <laughs> I'm feeling um, a little stabby today. <laughs> But don't view your child's genetics as destiny. The way you raise him, and that, of course, includes how you let your husband influence his life, will likely be far more important than his DNA in terms of his behavior. We did a much better job for free than this person did. 
Also, don't like train them in any really specific martial arts or weaponry. Don't take them to Krav Maga class. Yeah. Ooh, definitely don't let them into the IDF. Definitely don't let them become an American serviceman in the ar- in the armed forces or in the police. Let out. Mm. No, but nothing else. Y- you're right. It's kind of a boring answer. All right, let's do our third segment. Um, for this, we're doing punch, pinch, pass, triple P. In the premise, much like uh, fuck, Mary kill is I'm going to give you a set of three people. You're going to give me a set of three people in exchange. Uh, we're going to say who we're going to punch, who we're going to pinch lovingly, and who we're going to pass on because we just don't care about them. Okay, and I have a question for you. Did you pick your sets of three people along any themes? Because I did. I did, yes. Okay, mine was all sitcom characters. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm happy to hear that. So number one for me is punch, pinch, or pass Elaine, Jerry, George. Oh, I feel like this is pretty obvious. Um, I would pinch Elaine. Okay, she's not cute. necessarily on her face cheeks. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I would pass George. I would punch Jerry. I think Jerry's a more unlikable person, to be honest. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I think I'm passing Elaine. I'm giving George a little pinch on those chubby little oh, cheeks. Oh, I give it George a pinch. Okay, I get that. Based on like the actual kind of like, yeah, all right. I get that. I think you let your horniness get in your way, and I'm always saying, Adrian, stop thinking with your dick. <sighs> I think I would still pinch Elaine. <laughs> All right, here we go. Paul, punch, pinch, pass. And these people aren't alive, but that's okay. So one of them is. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, Steve Irwin, LeVar Burton. Steve Burton? Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin, okay. You know, I'm going to disagree with a lot of people here. I know a lot of people would pinch Mr. Rogers. That's kind of the energy he has. But I think I'm pinching Steve Irwin here. I'm passing on LeVar Burton because I can't commit violence against a black man. You're going to punch Mr. Rogers? I'm going to have to punch Mr. Rogers. And I think he would, like, he would thank me. thank you for it. (laughs) For not punching the other two. He would say, you know what? Thank you. Oh, that, what a cop out. He's like, he's so nice. He'd be like, thank you for punching me. I understand that you're under obligation to do this. And I'm glad you chose but I don't me. Want, I really I'm, I'm sorry. He's too skinny. I don't want to pinch his cheeks. Steve Irwin has a little bit more meat on his bones. He's got a little bit more blubber yeah. Yeah, between him and that crocodile. <laughs> all right. All right. You're able to get out of that one. You're able to weasel your way out of that one. <laughs> okay. Jim, Dwight, and Michael. Punch, pinch, pass. Oh, can I just punch all of them? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, okay, Dwim, Dwight, and Dwichel, what is it? (laughs) Jim, Dwight, and and Michael. Um, I mean, Michael Scott clearly has the most pinchable cheeks. Interesting, I would have said most punchable face based on his early character. No, I would punch Jim for sure. As soon as he did his smug little thing to the camera, like, oh boy, can you believe what's happening? (laughs) Boom, just straight to the face. Okay, okay. Um... Just his face straight into the stapler in the jello. <laughs> um, I guess that means I pass on Dwight. I don't, yeah, I don't care about Dwight as a character. I don't understand his resonance as a character across America. For you, Paul. Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Ooh, I'm going to pass on Chris Hemsworth. Uh, okay, Thor himself. Yeah, I can already tell you he's the least interesting of them to me. You know I got to punch Chris Pratt. Even though he's got them chubby cheeks, you know I gotta punch him. You know I've been 
like there's just been one in me ever like this is one of those things where like normie people got angry at him and i agree with like the normie consensus on this that fucking instagram post was one of the most genuinely evil things like for a yeah, bit of celebrity sucks, gossip dude. it actually made me so angry yeah um uh, for those of, for those of you who don't know it you can google it he uh he made like an instagram post basically subtweeting his uh Sub Instagram, who is just one of the no, his nice. own child. He basically like yeah. he was like, I love having a healthy child. Well, it's like, dude, you have another child. <laughs> Anna Ferris's ability to bring him a healthy child, yeah. right? Like it was a twofer. Yeah, it was so genuine. Well, not healthy or unhealthy, evil. but like, yeah, a, a child without a disability or whatever. Um, so I guess that means Chris Evans is getting a little pinchy cheek. Okay, he's America's a uh, butt, right? Isn't that what he is? I've never heard him described that way, but sure. There's the scene in uh, one of the Avengers movies where, like, he passes by his own body in a time loop and he's like, that's America's ass right there. And people really like that because, you know, that's it's that's PG-13 humor in a Marvel movie. That's the funniest thing in the world. I was going to say, what have I seen him in recently? Is he in, like, some art house film? You know, I'm not seeing it. I guess I'm just uh, mixing him up with somebody else. Maybe Chris Pine. That's one of the other Chris's in Hollywood. There's too many of these men. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Okay. Oh, wait. What's the other one? Um, I passed oh, on Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Chris Christie. Chris Christie's a mayor of New York? Yeah. Can I add him there? That, wait, mayor of New York. Uh, <laughs> mayor of New York, not New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey, yeah. Uh, no, you can't. That's not how this game works, Adrian. <laughs> you can't yeah, just keep yeah. naming Chris's. <laughs> but he is very chubby, so yes, he would get a pinch. Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> Liz, Jack, and Jenna. Liz Lemon, Jack Donaghy, Jenna Maroney. Ooh. Have any have any of us punched a woman yet? No. Oh god, I think I might be the first. I'm gonna pinch Jack. Cause he does have the chubbiest cheeks. He's a little silver fox. I'm gonna punch Jenna, and then Liz, I'm just gonna kinda leave alone. Okay, interesting. You're gonna punch Jenna. Yeah, she's kind of annoying. She, I wish kind of. She's one of those people who like no one deserves to be assaulted, but like it, you would kind of get it if it happened. I think she's kind of a cutie. Well, that doesn't really play into the fact that she's annoying as shit. I, I guess I just respect women. <sighs> Stop trying to get me canceled, Paul. Never. All right, Paul. For you, Jesus, God, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to pass on the Holy Ghost because I'm not sure I have a good conception of what it is. <laughs> I really skipped one too many Sunday classes to be making any claims about the Holy Ghost. I think What's I'm going to dance you do when you. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to punch God because that would mean. Yeah, of course you do. What do you mean? The like street cred you'd get from that of like, I saw the face of God and I punched it. <laughs> because. Yeah, like, come on. Uh, just, also, have you seen Jesus? He's fucking shredded, bro. He's gonna fucking beat you up afterwards. <laughs> well, okay. He's shredded in that type of way that, like, monks who don't get enough, like, caloric intake are shredded. Like, damn. <laughs> he's shredded like an Auschwitz victim is shredded. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not really that he's put on so much mass. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> He is a Jew, I suppose. God. He's shredded because he just has literally no fat. <laughs> Okay, yeah, 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 you're right. Oh. You could beat up Jesus, you're right. <laughs> and you know. would. I'm not scared given the of Jesus, opportunity. but I am going to pinch his cheek because I've already punched God. 
You just said he was so skinny. I felt like that was the opposite of what your ethos has been about who you would pinch. I guess you're right. You know what? These are very hard characters to conceptualize. You're right. I would. I also brought in sitcom characters, <laughs> as you said. No, I would pinch Jesus's cheek because I've already punched God and he's too sickly to take a punch. Have you seen how skinny he is? Has anybody done the Jesus diet yet? No, that's a cool idea. <laughs> Get skinny like Jesus on the cross. Bread, wine, and fish. <laughs> and figs, I think? Why am, why am I thinking figs? Oh, I think he kills a fig tree because he, he like damns a fig tree to death or something for some reason. I've always said fig trees piss me off too. That makes sense. Yeah. Charlie Mack and Dennis. Charlie, Mac, and Dennis. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not punching any women on this one, so that's good. Um, well, of course I love Charlie. Yeah, I should have put uh, D so in gonna, Charlie's place, yeah, damn. I'm going to pinch Charlie. Mac and Dennis. Mac, I don't care about. Dennis, I would punch. Yeah, I think that was an easy one. That one's pretty telegraphed. I mean, would you do anything different? No, I think you got it right. Yeah, I think that was it. There's no right or wrong answer, but I think that was it. All right. Uh, Paul? Punch, pinch, pass. Your mom, your dad, your sister. I that that's a tough one, but I think it's my on record. I think my dad can take it. So I have to punch my dad. That seems that seems more patriarchal than the thing that I said. <laughs> Maybe my sister could take a punch better than my dad. I'm not sure. She's young. I think it would ruin our relationship more. That's true. Your dad might have kind of a thing where he's just like, you know what? I'm glad my son's coming out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll pinch my mom on her cheek. Okay. So you're going with pass on your sister. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. Nick, Winston, and Schmidt. Okay, so these are famously from New Girl, which I feel like we should have been doing this the whole time. So what was it? Seinfeld, 30 Rock, It's Always Sunny. The Office. The Office. Okay, yeah. And now New Girl. This would, this might have been a good example from the beginning. Like, Max Greenfield, who plays Schmidt, kind of has a punchable face. I'm not going to lie. Like, I think, I, I think I'd give him a, a... There is an episode where he describes himself as looking like a Romney, which is like the stereotypical, yeah. like, finance bro punchable face. If it makes anyone feel better about this decision, I'm not a very strong person. I have very weak arms, so this is not going to hurt him that much. But yeah, I would punch Schmidt. And then I think I would pinch Winston, which I don't think he would like as a regular person, because I don't think he's as... I think the real... um, I can't remember what his name is, but the actual actor who plays Winston has a little bit more edge to him than Winston does as a character. I don't think he'd enjoy someone pinching him. And Nick also kind of has a pinchable face too, but I kind of want to pinch Winston more than I want to pinch Nick. And so I think I'd just pass on Nick. Yeah, I mean, you're pinching the character, not the actor. Um, all right, Paul, this is for you. Um, there's no theme about this. This is just three random people that I kind of put together. Um, Hassan Minaj, Taika Watiti, and Charlemagne the God. Um, punching Charlemagne the God, uh, pinching Taika Waititi. He's, he's too, what, what a lovable, what a lovable face. I mean, he is a handsome guy. Mm. I'm pinching Taika Waititi. And you know what? As we established like two episodes ago, you love that guy. And you know I want to ask him about how he came up with such a crazy idea like Jojo Rabbit, you know? I want to get into that mind of his. If I switched Taika with Lin-Manuel Miranda, would there be any difference? Or? That would actually be harder. Uh, I don't really okay. want to pinch either of their cheeks. The punch is still pretty easy. 
You can't put Charlemagne the God at this list and not. You know I see Charlemagne the God and I'm running across the room <laughs> with my- It's friend. on site. <laughs> it's on site, bro. God, I hate that guy so much. Alright, easy enough then. Easy enough. Yeah, pitching Taika Waititi and Hassan Minaj is escaping unscathed. But just this once. Just this once. No, I'm joking. I, I, I wouldn't want to hit him. I think he's corny and not that good, but... He also kind of has Indian fuckboy, like, punchable face, though. He does. He has that energy. God, that episode when he went on The Breakfast Club to be like, to be like, brown people? Actually, we're so conservative, man. We're like, we're, we're liberal in the streets, conservative in the sheets, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, shut the fuck up. That's a cool message. That's a cool monolith. Yeah. He just has, like, an annoying point of view, and I don't like it. Hey, Davis's own. Love the guy. Um, and if you're listening, Hassan, yes, Guads is still open, and they're still running strong, bro. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> and that girl who wouldn't go to prom with you is still better off. Doesn't matter how much money you make. Ooh, you probably think that you were better now. Better now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so clear that the message of his stand-up was like, isn't it funny how I'm successful and fuck her? And it's like, I would still rather, I'm sure she's better off not knowing you. You know, it's funny that the whole message of that stand-up was, isn't it probably because of, it's probably because of her racist parents? And I'm sure she was like, thank God my parents are racist, so I don't have to spend an evening with this <laughs> insufferable asshole. You just fucking punched the shit out of him without punching him, bro. <laughs> um, All right, big facts, no cap, get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Oh, also, I didn't bring this up in the beginning, but any random comments on... uh world superstar soccer player Cristiano Ronaldo posting on his Instagram yesterday with a picture of Jordan Peterson saying like good time hanging out with the friend that's so funny because that really is what do they have in common that's what what I was gonna say because you know there's no actual friendship there it is definitely him making a political statement I mean I guess yeah but like yeah, I guess he does have that real, like, bootstraps kind of mentality, but, like, what, what, I don't even know, man. I don't, it reminds me of, like, these people like Theo Vaughn, who has him on the podcast, and he tries to, like, because he has, like, some sort of overlap in outlook on life, they mm-hmm. try to pretend that there's any overlap in, like, convert, like, conversational ability. And it's just, like, this really awkward thing, because Theo Vaughn is legitimately, like, it's not a character. He's kind of a stupid guy. Like, he's just yeah, really yeah. not that sharp. And so it's when he like, talks about like white privilege, I don't understand that. He like literally means like I don't have the brain cells <laughs> necessary to comprehend what that means. Yeah, you listen to his podcast. He's just not that like he's just kind of a dull guy and it's like Jordan Peterson isn't smart, but he's like knowledgeable, you know, like he is a professor. Like it's just like it's yeah, like yeah. hearing one guy be like a talking about like I don't know, the eternal archetypes and the other guy be like, hmm, hmm, that's interesting right there. Hmm, yeah, yeah. I understand everything you're saying and didn't zone out to look at my phone 20 minutes ago. I really am enjoying this conversation. That's like the I'm not. <laughs> I'm not just thinking about, like, how funny would it be if a Bud Light were a dress like it was a girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Bud Light's a guy. Like, that's a dude. You know what I mean? He's like that. Like, he's like thinking of new stand-up bits. He's like... <laughs> Like, imagine if a bottle of wine were, like, a leather jacket. Like, that's a girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, like, I just skipped around that interview. That really was, like, 90% of it. It's like, you'd skip to a part and Jordan Peterson would be saying some a- absolutely bird-brained, abstract, like, 
point about politics and Theophon would be like, mm-hmm, yeah, like, right there, people don't understand that who'd connected to something in his life that had no, like, actual connection. He'd be like, that's like my friend, he's always telling me about when he gets on his motorcycle and his girl is like, hey, that's not safe. But I'm, I'm like, hey, you know, a guy's gotta do what a guy's gotta do. You know what I'm saying, Mr. I- Peterson? Dr. Peterson? <laughs> Dr. Peterson's thinking man. I'm a, you're a thinking man, Mr. Peterson. I'm a drinking man. <laughs> That's their new podcast, Thinking Man and the Drinking Man. <laughs> okay. okay, should we actually, should we close out? Yeah, big facts, no cap. Okay. You know, punchable faces, Adrian, I don't know if I agree with that concept, because you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And if you're me, mm-hmm. you absolutely would never do that with a person, because you'd be judging them by their table of contents, because you're an ass man. That's in the beginning. I don't wait. What does that mean? Wait. Uh. Oh, uh, that's true. By their appendix. <laughs> but I think that's also a human organ. That their makes index. <laughs> their. I forgot table of contents were at the beginning. End notes. Okay. End let notes? me think of a better big fact. Okay. You're a thinking man. I think Theo Vaughn would do the joke about like. Can you imagine a Bud Light in a dress? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> Like, that's a dude, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Big fact. Never pinch a kid's cheek without asking permission first, because you gotta teach them about... You gotta teach them about consent first and foremost. My no-cap is... Punchable faces, you know... Don't don't judge people just because they have a punchable face. They could be a cool dude. We only said it explicitly like once. We should probably reiterate it once. So there you go. That's for you guys with punchable faces. Also, can we just say this? Punchable faces, you don't get to decide for yourself if you have a punchable face. Some, someone else has to tell you that. You mm. can't just be like, yeah, I'm kind of a handsome guy with a punchable face. Like, no, 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 no. Let other people tell you that you have whatever qualifies as a punchable face. Very true. Also, we didn't get into the subreddit at all. But it is one of those subreddits based around violence, so I have to assume, it, even if they dislike Ajit Pai at some point, 90% of the modern posts must be somewhat, like, racist or just, like... Just based on trans people? Every every subreddit like that slowly devolves into, like, a a weird right-wing shithole. Yeah, so we don't condone the general idea of it. Uh, you can use it if it fits, if the shoe fits for whatever you're talking about to communicate it, but honestly, probably an idea we should phase out. Yeah, probably. All right, Paul. Bye, buddy. End song goes here. Three, two, one, Kisho, Sanjo, Kisho, Shinjo, Saito.